spacecraft did not crash in Roswell, New Mexico in 1947. You know flat earthers, I guarantee it. But you don't know who they are because they're afraid of talking about it. This is not a test. This is your emergency broadcast system. Hello and welcome to the 195th annual Subliminal Session Podcast, the weekly dose of conspiracy theory. Bullshit, my name is Cody. I'm German pal Phil. How are you? Doing good, buddy. How about yourself? Not doing too bad. Um, I want you to take well, I you'll never guess it. So, last week, <laughs> last Friday, I went to the Price is Right Live. Um, I didn't win, but man, I have never seen a more large, um, nest of boomers in one uh in one area okay yeah i imagine maybe a taping of ellen perhaps <laughs> yeah perhaps um <laughs> it was funny because you know it's going through your head like man what if i get called up there i don't know if i have it in me to run down the fucking ramp like i i'm a crackhead you know what i mean Oh, yeah. Well, I think they do kind of select people on the basis of do they look like they will go hog fucking wild if they get selected? Pretty much there. I have to ask, though, was it an actual taping of the real show? No. Or was this some kind of like game show theme situation? So it's it's almost exactly like Price is Right, but it's like a road show. There's no Uh, Drew Carey. It's some old game show host who hasn't hosted a show in what well, looks to be at least 20 years it yeah. it uh but the games and stuff are all the same it's basically just a way you know people pay for tickets you get you have a infinitesimal amount or per, percent chance of getting on stage they were yeah. giving away, away good pretty good prizes you know they had trips uh one car so it it was pretty good what was the car? Okay, it wasn't a Lamborghini. <laughs> <laughs> well, I know that. It, but... uh, I think it was like whatever the bottom line four-door Kia was. Ooh, yeah, there you go. That's a sensible car for a sensible man. So, yeah, I always love how uh, they always on that show, I didn't realize it till I got older, uh, they would always give away like the base model of these cars. Like a lot of them you just assume probably had like roll-up windows. They no pro- AC, no nothing. They probably did, to be honest with you. Yeah. Also, they love to give away Mustangs. You watch the some of the first episodes of The Price is Right, and they're giving away like the Fox Body Mustang. I mean, I don't know if you're aware, but that was a very cheap car back then. Oh, yeah. No, I know. I'm just saying like Mustangs, for some reason, they love to give them away. And when the Mustangs started like coming back really big, they started giving it away again. But remember the V6, the low package, you know. But. Remember old Jim Dar and his Fox oh, yeah. body um, had fucking zip ties and shit holding together. Oh yeah, definitely. Yeah, nothing. <laughs> it was exactly what you would think he'd be driving. But. Yeah, yeah. It's a car right out of the Kentuck. Um, but yeah, yeah, it 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 was pretty fun. I mean, I guess I would say if I came to to your neck of the woods. Get a few friends and uh and get wild. No <laughs> <laughs> okay, take the homeless guy on your street corner and be like, dude, we can win a fucking Kia Spectra. Come on. <laughs> Come on, buddy. We're gonna win you a trip to San Diego. <laughs> <laughs> they did give away a trip to Dublin, France, and uh and Hollywood for some reason. I'm confused about that one, but uh but well, you you hate SoCal. You gotta you gotta remember there is a lot of people out there who dream of going to Southern California. So I don't. I know that you. I know you really don't like it, but I don't, a lot of people. That's a big trip for some people. I don't hate SoCal, but I will tell you, Hollywood, like the Walk of Stars or whatever, is a yeah. dump. Oh yeah. There's plenty of other places in SoCal that are awesome, but definitely yeah, uh, Hollywood. Honestly, if you go a block, uh, 
like you know how that how like that strip there is like kind of one block wide if you go just a block like park a block away on either side it's all broken glass and fucking you know beat to shit cars and some of the worst neighborhoods like surrounding like that whole area right there that's what i figured out when we went there last time but if you are there they have two things i would recommend the museum of death and if you're brave enough the scientology museum um, ah. I would say you gotta see them. The Scientology Museum is grade A propaganda, and it's just fun. Yeah, bring a fake email, though. Don't give me a real email. No. <laughs> just be like freddurst at gmail.com or something. I don't know. <laughs> so, Phil... J.J.Fox. Did, <laughs> Phil, didn't you, <laughs> didn't you say you, uh, you had a story you wanted to tell? Oh, yeah. Well, mine's not quite as interesting as going to the Price is Right. So uh, I actually I ran out of contacts this past week and I was like, well, fuck, I, my, my regular place to go is the Walmart Vision Center because I live in, you know, just the fucking most rundown part of the city, Mesa. So basically I go to uh, I go to the Vision Center there and it's a different Walmart than I usually go to. Basically, we have to get, you know, it's a the Walmart there is owned by a different group of people than the Walmart, you know, five blocks away. So I have to get them to fax my prescription. Luckily, my prescription was good until the middle of April. So I just barely got in there without having to get another eye exam. So there's an auto, like automatic win. The thing is, so at the other place that I go, they claim that my insurance wasn't covered by, you know, the from my work. My health insurance wouldn't, you know, pay for anything to do with contacts. This place was like, oh, let's actually call them and see. Called them 25 minutes later. I'm signing a little form that says basically my insurance is taking care of most of it. So the contacts that I normally buy, the two boxes, are 170 something dollars. Guess how much I paid when they actually like took my 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 fucking health insurance? Fifty bucks. Thirteen dollars. Wow. Okay. Yeah. That's probably the oh. manufacturing cost. <laughs> oh, God, no. I mean, well, contact lenses, honestly, it costs them pennies to make those things. Yeah. But, yeah. I was so pissed, though, because not at, not, not at this Walmart, which I'm going to go to every single time now. The other Walmart, just because they were too lazy to actually call my fucking vision insurance and see if I was covered. That's what I'm pissed at. Yeah. Yeah, I can see that. That is... uh you know what it's a hundred and fifty dollar swing oh definitely yeah went a long way to buying that series x that i just see so there you go you're in such a good mood you bought an xbox series x <laughs> uh you're gonna blow your vape into the top of it and watch a little cyclone like the kids yep. are doing nowadays but uh it's just weird ruin it it's weird real quick here before we get going um a similar thing happened to my dentist because one year my insurance covered everything, exact same insurance cost everything at work. The next year, all of a sudden, they only covered a little bit of it. So I'm mm -hmm. like, do they change this without telling anybody? Like, what I, What the fuck insurance? I'm just so tired of it. I I, I don't know. This is America, well, it, but you know what? It's just, it sucks. Yeah, the problem is, so your plan, basically year to year, if you don't like actually go in there and shop for kind of like what you need... They kind of give you basically the same plan, except for they can change any little thing that they want. So you got to kind of be careful about that. I think, <laughs> honestly, I'm a little worried now because I actually started, um, I don't have the military dentist, you know, the, you know, the government's not paying for my dentistry anymore. So I have to pay for my own. So last year was the first year that I did like all of my appointments, like out in the private sector. So I'm a little worried now that my health insurance might have changed my shit to like give me just the worst dental insurance there possibly is. <laughs> if we know insurance companies, they probably did. Oh, fuck. This little asshole is actually using his dental insurance. Quick, drop that shit. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, are you ready to get into this week's episode? Yeah, let's hit it. All right. On this week's installment of Sub D, we will be diving into a story that has been dubbed The Well to Hell. A story that circulated in the 90s and was claimed by some religious organizations to be literal 
proof of the existence of hell. To certain religious organizations, having the ability to finally have tangible proof that their beliefs are real and credible is something that, you know, twisting the facts a little bit might not be that uh, unethical to them just to get their point across. So the real question is, did man's ambition lead them to accidentally dig way too deep into Earth and uncover some frightening horrors? Now, have you heard of this at all? No, I have not ever heard of the uh, the well to hell. I can't imagine the religious groups like grasping onto this. I mean, well, just Christianity alone. It's been 2000 years in the making with no proof. So, you know, you got to have something it's like something you, to come up. You know, I could say I'm not going to spoil anything, but I think most of our listeners just hearing this are probably can gather stuff in their head. Um, We'll obviously go quite deeply into it, but the level of twisting in Mm. this story might be one of the biggest stretches we've ever heard on this show. I can say that pretty confidently. Oh, yeah. Well, I mean, given the circumstances that, you know, these people found religion in order to scam people. Those same people, had they been born in, like, Lagos, a couple weeks ago we were talking about this, might be, you know, on the internet trying to scam people, just like like those guys were. Actually, funny story about that. (laughs) Uh, I actually got some uh, text messages for the first time, scam text messages. Guess what company, the only company that I gave my phone number to? Walmart. Norton Antivirus. Ah. I, uh, I finally got some antivirus on my laptop, gave them my phone number in case they needed to get a hold of me, you know, identity theft, whatnot. Fucking three days later, scam fucking text messages on my phone. <laughs> I, I had a clean phone number until then. I get scam emails and fucking phone calls from all over the place all the goddamn time. I don't know how they got it. Um, the, Just the- to... Just getting a little bit off topic, but basically the same people. Yeah. Yeah. Um, It's funny because after we did that scammers episode, right? um, On some of the dating apps, I'm starting to notice (laughs) a little more uh, weird things. The new one is where, you know, where they have like prompts and then whatever the question in the prompt is, the answer doesn't correlate at all to what they're asking. I'm like. I bet this is probably a scammer. Oh, yeah. Or there are fucking, like, bots that they put on dating sites. And one of those deals is all of a sudden it'll just be like an advertisement. That was the big thing a few years ago. Get Doing the Turing test on the person you're talking to on a dating site to see if it was a robot or not. Turing test? It's it's the uh, the test to see if you're like speaking to a human or a robot, oh, okay. basically AI, that sort of situation. So basically you ask it something like you're having a conversation that's going a little bit weird. They're not really they're more talking kind of like around you more than with you. So you kind of ask it like, hey, I have a, I have a weird question. Like, what's your favorite part of the movie? fight club or something like that and then if it keeps talking about like some random shit or totally off topic then you know it's a robot that Mm. kind of deal if it doesn't react at all to your weird question or give you an answer if it just keeps like rattling off shit it's probably a fucking ai yeah yeah you're probably right about that well uh getting back to this here (laughs) uh that doesn't have anything to do with scam well i guess it kind of does have to do with scammers but the story all begins In the year 1989, a company called Trinity Broadcasting Network, or TBN as it is now referred to, aired a new story called Scientists Discover Hell, which went into detail about how scientists in Siberia were digging very, very deep into Earth, and they had uncovered some horrors, some literal things from hell which we will uh go into there now tbn have you ever heard of it before i have heard of tbn i did not realize it stood for trinity broadcasting network yeah i didn't i never knew what it was it's it's funny because i actually they actually still you know i have a 
functioning website and whatever. Um, I tried to find this news story on their website. They've scrubbed it clean. Oh, yeah, of course. Well, well also, too, it's been, what is that, 1989? It's been over 30 years, so. Well, they do have a lot of articles about hell, just mm-hmm. not this one. Um, every, like, spokesperson they had pictures of on the website literally just looks like Pat Robinson. Um, yeah. <laughs> just like an old guy, looks a little grumpy, and he looks like he's just ready to spit out whatever bullshit he can. Yeah, if it wasn't for all, like, stealing all you people's money, I'd be long dead by now. That sort of situation. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> the hate keeps me alive. We gotta do an it's episode. Like Pat. We gotta do a whole episode about him one day because he, I, when I'm, like, thinking of episodes, maybe this goes for you too, I just, he never comes to my mind, but mm. he would be a fantastic episode. Oh, yeah, it might be a two-parter. Yeah. <laughs> you get some of the bad shit he did and some of the evil shit he did. <laughs> yeah, that's his levels, bad shit and evil shit. <laughs> <laughs> yep, definitely. Nothing good. There's no medium there. It's no. all just hatred coming out of his mouth. <laughs> now, this is going to get a little confusing, but bear with me here. Now, the story, it airs in America, in California, on TBN, and then the story gets published in a Finnish magazine known as, I think it's Emu Nasatia. I looked this up. This isn't even a real word. I don't know what it is. It looks like it has amen in the beginning, so you you can take, yeah. take from that what you will. Now, this is where it gets confusing is because it airs on TBN first, goes to the Finnish magazine, and then TBN later um, claims that they have proof of all of this from a Finnish magazine that's a respected scientific journal, which it's just a Christian newspaper is all it is. So it's kind of like this big circle that just keeps going around here. Now it's like a circle jerk. Yeah. Yeah, basically. (laughs) Now the, after the article was published in this Finnish magazine, it was then kind of distributed to frequent guests to the show uh, one man in particular kind of really shine light on this. It was a Texas evang- evangelist named R.W. Shambach. Uh, additionally, the story, The Well to Hell, will appear on hit shows that are called Praise the Lord at Midnight City. Um, I don't, I know you got the DVDs. Did you ever finish them? Uh, no, I didn't finish them. Okay. I just, uh, no. Uh, I, I watched what I watched and that was, it was good enough, you know, to get the gist of like how they, you know, the production and everything. I will say though, uh, the people who dropped those off actually did come back and they invited me to celebrate Jesus's death, uh, which is what most people call Easter. It sounded pretty cool actually, like celebrate his death, but, uh, they actually, they did the thing where the, uh, basically like an older person comes there with uh, a kid so that you're less likely to slam the door in their face because it's a you know little kid you don't want to you know yell at them or slam a door in their face so i just listened i said i took their little pamphlet and i said oh thank you and i you know shut the door uh, if it was an adult i'd have you know given him the you know sorry i'm happy with my current religious provider which is none but they don't need to know that they'll think you're a free agent if you tell them you're an atheist um did you answer the door with your machetes no, I did not. The baseball bat was very near. Okay. Uh, All right. Yeah. No. So I was I was well protected. Don't worry about it. No. That. <laughs> you should have been. You should ask that little kid. Be like, wink at me if you're here against your will. Come on, wink yeah. at me. <laughs> Tap your foot twice if you need help. <laughs> yeah. All right. Now we might as well get into kind of the nitty-gritty of what exactly was being told on the uh the I believe is a radio show at the time um mm. now it it kind of comes in two parts because it comes in two waves to the store so we're just going to talk about the first one basically uh it goes into detail about how the Finnish newspaper claimed they had an exclusive interview with a Dr. Azakov who was the project manager 
for this digging site in Siberia. Now, I'm going to read you a quote that was in said article here. A geological group who drilled a hole about 14.4 kilometers deep into the crust of the earth are saying that they heard human screams. Screams have been heard from the condemned souls from earth's deepest hole. Terrified scientists are afraid they have let loose the evil powers of hell to earth's surface. The information we are gathering is so surprising that we are certainly afraid of what we might find down there. And for American listeners, 14.4 kilometers is a little shy of nine miles. So pretty big hole. Um, Yep. So we have quote unquote audio. Okay. Of the tortured souls, we'll call them, but we're we're going to play that later. Um, because that kind of comes in the story later, but, um, yeah, so you can see, apparently they dug too deep and the condemned souls of hell are now trying to escape. I will say nine miles. That is, that's pretty fucking deep. I actually just watched the core the other night and pretty much, I think they said the entire, like the width of the core, how thick it is. I think it's like only 30 miles or so. So that is close to a third. Um, we're going to find out, Phil, they're not even remotely close. <laughs> oh, okay. <laughs> yeah. Not, I know the core is a great documentary, but I think yeah. they might've take a few, taken a few liberties. Um, yeah, all right. Jodie Foster, isn't it her in it? Yes. Uh, Oh, is that contact? I think it's Jodie Foster in the, in the core or no, 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 no. It's who's the chick from million dollar baby. Oh, her. Yeah. Uh, it's, it, yeah, it's her. Um, Hillary I forgot Swank. What her name is. Hillary, Hillary Swank. Swank. Yeah. She's the, she's the pilot who, who takes them down the rest of the way after the dude dies. Yeah. I, um, I shouldn't get them too confused, but I tend to. Yeah. I would say, yeah, Contact, probably a better movie. Uh, this one, I was actually just kind of watching, uh, like searching through, wanted to watch a movie, kind of getting tired of watching, like, you know, I, I've been binging, like, old episodes of like sitcoms and shit. I wanted to watch like a, a full like hour and a half movie. So we're, we're, uh, what streaming platform? Oh, I believe it was HBO. Okay. Might have to get Either that or Netflix. I'm not Gla- sure which one. Gladiator is on my agenda. I keep, I'm going to watch that one of these nights. Yeah. You have to watch that one. It's good. It's a, you got to put that one. Just like I said, you got to have that one fight club and young guns kind of <laughs> on like a rotation. Every few years you have to watch Fight Club if you're a dude. So yeah. It's the rules. <laughs> now, continuing in the article, apparently Dr. Azikov claimed that after they were several several kilometers through the Earth's crust, the drill apparently started to wildly rotate, just like it wasn't catching on anything anymore, which, yeah. uh, which apparently made this lead scientist, Dr. Azikov, believe... That the earth was in fact hollow. Okay, he. <laughs> yeah. It's just like a, a Cadbury egg. He's punctured through. There's nothing below. I just can't believe that he. What? I don't know. I didn't think this was this old of a conspiracy, but apparently it is. Did he go into this thinking that the earth was hollow? No. Or was this an entirely new, like, a revelation that he claims to have had? It, it uh, was just a revelation. He wasn't expecting it to be hollow, but it was hollow. I think what they're alluding to is that it's hollow and everything in between is filled with the souls of the damned, probably the devil and stuff. Oh, yeah, definitely. The la- All the lava is is just the, the evil that's down there, yeah. that sort of thing. Yeah. And it's hot to torture the souls and, and whatnot. Yeah. yeah, yeah, all of that. Now, the other thing that Dr. Azkov would find shocking was that the calculations they were assuming um, should have been much low around what he said was 1100 degrees Celsius. But when he got super deep, he actually found out it was over 2000 degrees Celsius. Dr. Azkov said, quote, this is far more than we expected. It seems almost like an inferno of fire is brutally going on in the center of Earth. 
Yeah, almost like all of that pressure and uh, being that close to a possible, you know, magma, maybe, is uh, heating up the ground underneath it. So that's weird. So You okay. wouldn't expect that. So if the devil is in 2,000 degrees Celsius, right? It's quite yeah. hot. Um, would he die instantly if he, like, he came just on the surf- surface of Earth then? Because... That's He'd freeze a, to death, you'd think. Yeah, like instant hypothermia. I don't I don't know. Maybe that's why he doesn't visit. Possibly. Yeah. Um well in all of the movies, it's kind of like a shapeshifter type thing. Uh you don't really see kind of, you know, um the, the great documentary Bedazzle. Yeah, I was just know, thinking had the about ability that. to shapeshift. So yeah, I forgot about that movie. <laughs> I was just definitely. thinking about. I think that's actually considered a bad movie, but um, you know whoa, what? Whoa, whoa, whoa! That's one of Brendan Fraser's greatest movies. So I, Elizabeth Hurley, I believe it plays the devil in yep. that movie. Yeah, God, she disappeared, didn't she? Yeah, she. Uh, I don't know. I, well, she was in fucking uh, what? Goddamn Austin Powers movie that made her really big. But uh, no, I think it was a good movie. I liked it. It was it was it was pretty good. It was pretty funny. It was a, I would say it was like a prototypical Brendan Fraser movie of that time period. Oh, definitely, yeah. Uh, but getting back to this, uh, it's I mean, so all of this is recorded, right? That it was actually two thousand degrees Celsius, which I don't know what that is in Fahrenheit, but I imagine it's like even higher in Fahrenheit. Um, so. oh, it's recorded. It's just there's different because a hundred uh, because a hundred degrees Celsius is boiling, so I believe it go it's a sliding scale. It kind of goes up. So. Yeah, we we'll go into like the actual temperatures they were experiencing. Um, okay. Yeah, it two thousand is a lot. I I don't I it's I guess I should have looked. I don't even know if they know how hot the like core of Earth is. Or how hot lava is? I guess I don't even really know. I do. I doubt lava is two thousand degrees Celsius. Well, I have no. I mean, we know how hot it is, like on the surface when it gets here, but how hot it is, like down in the, you know, down below the Earth's crust uh, with all that pressure and everything. Who yeah. knows how hot it is down there? I don't know. We'd have to ask Hugh Jackman. I think he lives down there. Um, <laughs> <laughs> I'm sure they have methods of. Yeah. Uh, you know, either taking the temperatures down there or contacting Jack. So we'll figure it out. Or uh, an educated guess, one of the two. Yeah. Now, as the Russian scientists continue to dig even deeper, they, they're they hearing more and more wails of tormented souls. But that, you know, even hearing souls screaming and it's really hot, they're not going to quit digging. Yeah. The digging continues deep into the night. When all of a sudden, a luminous mushroom cloud of gas comes shooting out of the hole. Within the cloud of a shining being with large bat wings takes shape and it just illuminates the night sky. This creature says to the Russian scientist, I have conquered. Apparently, it was so bad. The Russian scientists were so scared. The ambulances couldn't get him to calm down. They had to inject him with some sort of a drug. It sedated them and it wiped out their short-term memory just so they could forget about this horrific winged being that they had just witnessed coming out of this hole, Phil. I don't... It sounds scary. Yeah. Uh, Jesus. Uh, <laughs> I, I mean, <laughs> it's crazy to think, well, you know, God, I'm trying to think, what is that... Uh, what's that winged... Uh, kind of animal it's the paranormal creature mothman uh, mothman that's what it is it kind of sounds like mothman a little bit Could uh, they also have... though there is very noxious gases that exist you know uh maybe it might have been a little bit hallucinatory gases coming up so we should check what year jeff bezos was born because mm. I, this is if the timelines line up i don't know maybe i would say this he might not have been born at this moment, but definitely maybe emerged because uh, <laughs> <laughs> maybe yeah, this I don't know. maybe this is um what's his name Elron Hubbard escaping his hole I don't <laughs> I don't know possibly when did Brett Favre actually start playing for <laughs> <laughs> probably uh, in the nineties yeah I don't know it's who knows I mean really 
it's so weird. It's, uh, I don't know if you even take it as like, were there, let me ask this first. Were there multiple witnesses towards to this? Like people actually well, going on record. According to the Finnish magazine, there, I guess, would have been all the Russian scientists that were there. Okay. And they actually staked their reputations like with this claim that we saw a winged creature emerging from the giant hole that we dug. Um, the Finnish magazine oh, okay. stuck their badge of it. Not <laughs> gotcha. <laughs> like I said, the story it takes a few liberties, but it sounds awesome. Yeah. Oh no, don't get me wrong. I mean, great plot for a movie. I can just imagine one of those like B or C kind of films. That you see, you know, the company that makes them. Yeah. Uh, basically, they have, <laughs> whenever they have a new movie come out, they always advertise their other shit movies along, like, at, it, during the, the trailers for it. I can just imagine them having Russian scientists digging a hole, and then a demon comes out, and now they have to fight it. You know, just terrible CGI, horrible actors, uh, green screens and all. Here's the thing. Okay, let's say this thing did come up. Why yep. is it the first thing it says is I have conquered? I don't know. I mean, maybe it's one of those Latin situations where it's saying kind of like like the old shit that you might think of a, a, a demon saying like 2000 years ago. Yeah. Apparently he was speaking Russian, though. That I didn't know that, but allegedly he was speaking Russian. Oh, that's uh, that was very convenient for the Russian scientist. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> he happened to be speaking their language. <laughs> I don't Maybe demons just speak every language. I mm. don't know. And I don't know if they're alluding to this is like the actual Lucifer escaping or if this is just like one of his minions or I, I don't know. Mm. Something. I, I don't know. I would say I would expect it to speak Latin, but that's just from watching a lot of shit movies over the years. Yeah. Um, yeah. Where's Constantine when you need him? Exactly. I was thinking that maybe he's cool. Maybe it's like the Rodney Dangerfield uh, version of the devil from there Little Nicky. There you go. Yeah. I forgot about <laughs> him. He's just retired. Him. Yeah. He's calling it a day. Yep. <laughs> now, the second part, right? And, and I said that it kind of comes from two separate stories you know, you have the initial one they dug. It was really hot. They heard the soul screaming. And then this one got added on after the fact here. What was interesting about this game of telephone here is there was a man by the name of Age Rendallen, a Norwegian man who just was hanging out in California when he heard the Trinity Broadcasting Network's airing of this. He went home. He said, oh, these Americans, so stupid. And uh, then he found a prominent Norwegian no newspaper, allegedly, that talked about the demon part. So you have the Finnish version has part A, Norwegian part has part B. Trinity Broadcast Network is just connecting the dots here. Now let me read you the quote, exact quotes from Age Rendelin, um that he told... TBN after he found this Norwegian newspaper that apparently had this article. Okay. I must confess that I laughed when I heard your account. I did not believe one word of it and commented to my friend that Americans sure were gullible to believe that hell could f be physically located in a hole in the ground. I cannot even begin to tell you what a shock it, it, it was to me when I returned to Norway and found the newspaper full of reports about this incident. I knew immediately that if there was a hell, I for sure would end up in it. A tremendous, a tremendous fear took hold of me. And for two nights, I dreamed about fire and screams until I surrendered to God and committed my life to his hands for safekeeping. Thank you. Oh. Definitely. What this yeah. is a hero that we all need here. Yeah, I love how too it's it's 1989, so really we can't like no one at the time in America can go out and actually check if these Finnish newspapers or these Swedish newspapers are actually putting the story like in their newspaper. But I do like how this kind of reminds me of the people who 
always say like, oh, I, you know, I was a, I was a Satanist or yeah. I was an atheist. Yep. And then I found the Lord and I saw an angel and now I'm a, you know, I'm a true, true born Christian, <laughs> whatever they want to, a reborn, yeah. I'm reborn in Christianity, all this stuff, blah, blah, blah. And then it's, it's one of those deals where it's like, oh, see, this was a bad person. And now they believe this opens the door for you. That sort of situation. When you know for a fact, like you pretty much figure out, like they were always a, a Christian person. They're just kind of saying this shit to try to make their, you know, um, give themselves some more fucking, uh, yeah, yeah, some cred. Basically, um, it's funny you said that because that's the first thing that came to my fucking mind. Yep. Oh, I was a Satanist once. I had so much money and I had drugs and I had pussy to no way. Religious. Yeah. Yep. <laughs> then I found God. But, then I found Jesus and I gave it up and now I drive this truck and look like dog shit. Oh, really? You were a pimp with shit tons of like rolls of money in your pocket. And now you look like you shop at fucking Kmart 25 years ago. I love I just love this guy. The, my favorite part was he didn't take it serious. And then he had terrible nightmares about fire and screams. And that was it for this little Norwegian man. He's like. God damn it, I gotta start believing in God. My first thought was, Americans are so gullible. And then I saw it in a newspaper that I believe, <laughs> and I'm like, holy shit, it's true. <laughs> now I'm gullible. Um, yeah. yeah. I, and I'm not gullible, so it has to be true. It's funny. Because I believe it. It's funny because kind of the next part we're going to talk about, this story um, kind of waned off you know, into the early nineties and then it kind of pops back up in 2002. So yeah. it's like the story that literally keeps dying and then coming back because I suppose enough times pass where they can convince people that this was like a real thing. And at the very end, when we find out they have a, I'll, I'll wait till we get there and then I'll talk about it. But uh, like I pretty much, Go ahead. Oh, I was going to say, pretty much they figured out how many Gen Xers they could get th with this. Now they're going to see if they can hit up the millennials and see if they can catch any, you know, in their net with this new story. I bet they hate millennials. Mm, I really, well, so millennials, probably not as much as Gen Zers, because really, apparently like the Gen Zers do not like, like there's no church there. Like the millennials, they came up during like the Bush, the Bush era. So a lot of them started like jumping on that shit, but right now there's a big dip. So the Gen Zers apparently just are not having it. Okay. All right. Well, maybe there won't be no more tales of the well from or the hell, well to hell. Jesus Christ. I can't say that. <laughs> yeah. I have no proof of that statement. Uh, that's just kind of my feeling and what I've seen from the internet, but yeah, pretty much from what I've seen on, you know, kind of, like a lot of like YouTube stuff. It's well, it's gone down quite a bit. Here's so. what you got to remember: they ain't yeah. got no proof of hell, and they're just going with it. So guess what? Just go with it. <laughs> what what can it hurt? Yeah, you know, exactly. maybe give a little money. You know, maybe give some of your time. Just go with it. Just kind but, of what if, what if what if there is a hell and you're going there? You know. Here's the thing, though. This story, I think, for people who are susceptible to mm. this type of thing, this is like bread and butter for scaring them into, you know, diving deeper into the religion. You know, I, you know what I mean? Like, it's the perfect fodder, especially for young kids, too. This would, like, this is the perfect thing to scare them and make sure they stay on the path. That's how I kind of see it, you know? They do stuff like this, you know what I mean? Oh, definitely. Yeah. And also people looking for proof, people being like, OK, you know, I grew up with this shit and I could see myself believing it when I was, you know, four. But now I'm like, you know, 18, 19, 20. I'm in college. There's plenty of sex and drugs and drinking. So why do I need this? They need something big like this, you know, a story to come along to kind of be like, oh, no, see, there's literal proof out there. You know, right. We got science on our side now. <laughs> Now, like I said, story kind of died off into the 90s, and then it kind of popped back up again in 2002 from the famous show we've probably fans of this show have all heard of, 
Coast to Coast AM hosted by Art Bell. Um, It kind of revived this story a little bit. A A listener to the show had written the letter I'm about to read you along with audio clip proof of the tormented souls basically escaping this hole. Um, That's why I wanted to wait to play it till now. His letter reads as follows. I just recently began listening to your show and could not believe it when you talked about the sounds from hell tonight. My uncle had told me this story a couple of years ago and I didn't believe him. Like one of your other listeners who discounted the story as nothing more than just a religious newspaper's fabricated account, the story about the digging, the hearing of the sounds from hell, is very real. It did occur in Siberia. My uncle collected videos on the paranormal and supernatural. He passed away fairly recently. He let me listen to one of the audio tapes that he had on the sounds from hell in Siberia and I copied it. He received his copy from a friend who worked at BBC. Attached is the sound of my uncle's tapes. All right, you ready to hear the whales from hell, Phil? Yeah, let's hear it. First of all, I want to say, though, BBC, very prestigious. They're, They're stepping up their game, though... In 2002, it would have been very easy to email anyone at the BBC to figure this out. <laughs> well, the thing is, I don't think he has any contact with the BBC in the first fucking place. Oh, it definitely. No, he doesn't have an uncle. So. <laughs> uh, or he probably has an uncle, but not one that died recently. Who, You know, all of this shit. Right, so. right. All right, here we go. Now, just imagine, you know, Dr. Scientist Sergey uh, sipping a little vodka. He's just digging <laughs> this hole. The whole time those screams are just blaring at him, and he's just digging that hole like nothing's fucking going on. Yeah, it's uh, <laughs> it's kind of crazy. Um, so, I mean, really scary. Yeah, I mean, very. It's, it's, it's quite scary uh, just hearing that uh, as amateur audio engineers like we are, you know, we every other week we're you know uh mixing up audio and shit it nowadays it'd be very easy to make that taking different audio and all of that and kind of like overlaying it on top of each other i wonder how they did it like back in the past if they were trying to fake it you know one of those situations where you know the the double cassette player and you kind of have one playing while one records you got to remember Maybe. though this audio came out in 2002 ooh so there was decent, yeah. maybe computer technology at yeah. the time. I keep thinking of 2002 as like VHS and cassette players, and because we lived in Cresco, Iowa, so we were a little behind the time. So you know, it free porn sites and stuff weren't, you know, what they are today and stuff. But you could probably have some sort of fucking equipment to make this if you wanted. Um, I just can't envision a world where these guys are digging. This fucking thing, these voices are screaming constantly, and they're just sitting there digging. They're not scared until a fucking demon bat thing comes out of there. Oh, yeah. Well, I wonder, I mean, goddamn, nine miles down. Like, that must have been pretty fucking loud down at the source, if <laughs> if you could still hear it all the way up there. Also, though, maybe their digging machines were real loud, you know? Yeah, that's They true. got their ear pro on. Um. <laughs> At that point, if it was me, I'd be like, can you guys shut the fuck up on there? (laughs) Shut up. Enough of the screaming. Say anything else but the screaming. Definitely, yeah. The whipping can't be that bad. I'm sure by now you enjoy it. Uh, Maybe those are screams of pleasure. I don't know. Could be. Speaking (laughs) speaking of porn. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, no. Back in in 2002, uh, maybe... If you, you know, maybe if you had a decent setup, maybe you could, you know, make that happen. I mean, it's not like they weren't making, you know, movies and shit where they were cutting audio together and stuff. So we just got to think like they had 
you know, technology to do this before like modern computers. So yeah, yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Um, one website, but if it is real, it's freaky as hell. That, yeah, that's absolutely. One website claims that they found the movie that this was taken from is from like a seventies horror movie. And they yep. like did some audio effects to it to make it sound super fucking creepy like that. Yeah. That's kind of what I was thinking right off the bat is I want like, like where they clipped all these from and kind of like mashed them together. Uh, it would be a good idea to do like horror screams and then just kind of like mix them together. There is a lot of like horror podcasts that do the same kind of thing. Yeah. 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 I mean, we, I For mean, their intros. in 2023, like either one of us could make that pretty easy. Oh, my, my, you know, seven year old niece could put that together using the <laughs> technology that we use to the shit together. Yeah. Right. It's pretty easy nowadays. It's there's nothing about it. Fucking what audacity is free. So damn, if your niece is that smart, Phil, can we convince her that it's really fun to edit our podcast <laughs> for us? <laughs> yeah. I don't uh, I don't know about that. <laughs> we'll but... just give her five bucks a week. Come on, let's do it. <laughs> Reviews can't get any worse. True. Very true. Now, as expected, um, when this came out on uh, Coast to Coast AM, people really bought into it. They said, if you need proof of hell, here's proof of hell. So yeah. kind of going over the whole thing, we do need to give a little credit where credit's due because there were a few competing religious networks that actually fired back originally in the 90s at TBN almost immediately after they released this whole big article about it. Those networks were, or shows, I should say, uh, were, love these names, Christianity yep. Today and Biblical Archaeology <laughs> Review. I don't know what the Bible and archaeology has to do together, but good on you. Um, our favorite, Weekly World News, you know, our, our homeboys here. In 1992, yep. they decided... <laughs> We're going to go ahead and put our own spin on this story. Um, they removed the Russian drillers. They installed 13 oil, oil rig workers in Alaska, and they were digging. And when the devil came up out of the hole, they were actually all incinerated and burnt to a crisp. So leave it to Weekly World News to kind of put their own spin on it. Yeah, the story was good, but let's add a little apple pie here. Make it happen in America. <laughs> I love how they were just burnt to a crisp, and it's like, well, how do you know the devil came out of the ground if they were burnt to? If they're all dead, there were no witnesses. Yeah, especially on a job. If it was, I mean, obviously, you know, it's fake because we, you know, they made it up about the thirteen oil rig workers when they changed it. But if I heard that thirteen oil rig workers were burnt to a crisp, I would assume a fire because that's like one of the dangerous, most dangerous jobs on earth. Is working on an oil rig. Yeah. My cousin yeah. works on one. Um, he, talking to him, um, obviously there's a risk to it, but it sounds very isolated and lonely. <laughs> you make good money, but you have nothing to spend that money. No. I imagine. No. It's... You basically, when you go into town, you blow it all on liquor and trying to find just something to fuck, I imagine. <laughs> exactly. American dream. Uh, now, oh, I was going to say, though, um, you talked about the competing uh, television shows, Bibial Biblical Archaeology Review. I imagine they can't go any further back than 6000 years. So they probably ran out of stuff to talk about. Maybe that's why they're they're dogging this uh, this show could be. Maybe they're looking instead of, you know, a big hole that represents hell. They're just looking at archaeological stuff to prove the existence of biblical stories. I, I imagine one of the shows, they're digging in the ground, they accidentally find dinosaur bones. Whoopsie! Ah, the devil, <laughs> he put those there to trick us. Uh, let's go over and dig here. They, You see somebody with a sledgehammer start breaking up the fucking uh, fossils. <laughs> you ain't gonna get us this time, devil. <laughs> Not today, Satan. Alright, so everybody's probably wondering... Where's kind of the core original story before, you know, TBN and 
the Norwegian newspapers and the Finnish newspapers kind of got this story, right? Mm-hmm. Um, the true story is actually something known as the Kola Super Deep Borehole. Um, I got to say, it almost sounds like a porn title. Just going to yep. throw that out there. Uh, have you ever heard of this before? No, I have not. Okay. So the Kola Super Deep Borehole actually began on May 24th, 1970. Apparently, this whole thing was kind of akin to like a space race thing because the Americans were starting to dig really, you know, deep into the earth and the Russians were like, we got to beat them (laughs) by getting (laughs) deeper into the earth. So that's kind of how this whole thing got started. Now, even though it started in the 70s by 1979, they had broken the standing world record when they dug down six miles. So it's pretty deep so far there. By 1989, uh, they had dug about the furthest in, you know, they could reach within Earth is when they reached 7.6 miles down. So it's not even nine miles that yep. they reached. This was the deepest, and I believe this is still the deepest they've ever went. Um, now in, oh, I was going to say in the movie, the core, he said about seven miles. So he might've been referring to this. Yeah, I don't. uh, So it's, there's a lot of science shit with this that I don't quite understand, you know, but basically what I was under, under the assumption was, so they're digging, right? And then they hit something really hard. The drill breaks, they have to pull it out, replace the drill. And then they kind of like change directions with the drill to try to maneuver around the hard spot. And they keep like doing this over and over. It's like finding the soft spot in the earth and they have to keep like zigzagging while the drill keeps breaking. Yeah. Kind of like the movie Armageddon when they accidentally land on the iron plate. So it's all ferrous metal underneath them. And they're just trying to like dig, what is it? 800 meters or something like that. 800 feet. And the drill bit keeps getting chewed up. I'm imagining they're going 7.6 miles down. They maybe are hitting some pockets of fucking maybe hard metal. Yeah, that's what it sounds like. It. This is why um, I said they didn't even puncture or even, I, I. they didn't really even come close to puncturing what's considered the Earth's crust. So if they wanted to even get remotely close to the core... They had a long ways to go. Oh, definitely. Yeah, they hadn't even reached the mantle. No, they haven't. And the Earth's crust is 25-ish miles. And if it took them nine years to get 7.6 miles, they probably yep. still couldn't even get there <laughs> in today's day. Maybe they could, but um, it would probably be a lot of fucking work. So I imagine with the technology we have now, you know, ground penetrating radar coming from satellites, they can probably figure out kind of where, you know, where would be a good, like the softest place that they could dig, you know, where the soil is going to be like the least resistant to their drill bits. Also where it's thinnest. I'm kind of looking. So we, we did look it up to see exactly how thick the Earth's crust was. Uh, it looks like on the diagrams I'm seeing that like the ocean, like the, the, the crust that's underneath the oceans looks to be a little bit thinner. Uh, I don't know if that's all around the earth, but maybe, you know, maybe kind of out in the ocean is a little thinner, possibly like the Marianas trench uh, might be thinner. That's in the movie, the core, that's kind of where they start at because it's so much thinner supposedly. But with our technology getting down there without getting crushed and then drilling probably be a challenge. Oh, definitely. No, they are drilling. So what they are doing is they're drilling from the surface. They just keep putting more pipes down and then having those pipes kind of like turn. It's they're not actually like they're not going down there themselves. Oh, okay. That's in now that is that's very unattainable. Actually getting (laughs) themselves down there. That's not there's so much pressure. It's so hot. They're not. I mean, unless you have a vehicle that can sustain that. But we don't have the material to make a vehicle that can take that kind of pressure. A Buick Regal. Possibly a Buick <laughs> Regal. Uh, <laughs> yes. 
what my uh, Pontiac 6000 was made out of. Yeah, there's one block of steel. That's what that baby was made out of. It might be able to take a little bit of pressure, but not that much. No. The um the other thing, there's a few more facts about this drilling. This was in a place that was close to Norway, and it was actually 150 miles away from Siberia. So I don't even know why they just assumed they were in Siberia. Um, I, maybe it sounds more ominous. I don't know. A lot of people just kind of call everything that's not Moscow in like Eastern Europe, Siberia kind of deal. It's, it's a little weird. Like there, there's people who talk about like, oh, it's out in Siberia. But what they mean is like just south of Moscow. And it's like, that's not Siberia. Siberia <laughs> is like considered the frontier for Russia. And they always call any anywhere that's like not St. Petersburg or Moscow, they call Siberia for some reason, as if all of Russia is Siberia. Yeah, it's probably all cold. Um, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it all sucks, basically. Here's yeah. here's the other thing that you can kind of pinpoint where they um, had twisted it. Now, it did get hot or hot gas and stuff is coming up when they're digging, but the temperatures... Yep. We're between 212 and 356 degrees Fahrenheit, not even yep. remotely close to 2000 degrees Celsius. And when they would hit little pockets, sometimes, you know, gas or steam would come shooting out of the hole, which clearly they kind of warped around for the fucking devil coming out of there. Oh, yeah. I mean, there's going to be pockets of of gas, you know, any water that might have gotten trapped down there going to be you know just fucking all that pressure is going to condense it into steam and then that bitch is going to fire out of there so i imagine they did see some gas and shit shoot out but yeah not the uh the literal winged devil coming up honestly i could see if they hit a pocket you know let's say it's a lot of pressure coming out of a little hole or something maybe it sounded like a scream but very clearly it wasn't the whistle yeah yeah but very clearly, that's not what it, it wasn't damned souls coming out of the hole. Oh, definitely. Yeah. Now, or <laughs> like we said, it could be some of that gas might have been a little bit uh, giving off a hallucinative effect. So that they're, could be they're too. seeing shit. So I didn't consider that, but that could be um, that definitely could be it. Now, the final little piece here that I think will probably always keep this mythos alive is because now the drilling hole has been sealed since 1994 uh, August of 1994 so they could be like oh they gotta cap off hell or whatever um, yeah it was actually because Russia ran out of money to keep funding digging this hole because it really wasn't serving them much of a purpose really you know what I mean yeah, uh, some bad, uh, well, some not great things happened in, you know, the Soviet Union during the late 80s. So I can imagine, yeah, they they ran out of money for, for fun projects like digging a large hole. <laughs> yeah, it um, it's funny because they were doing this. It was a scientific achievement at the time. Uh, still kind of is, really. Uh, this, the story was published in a magazine in 1984 in Scientific American probably amazing that's only in dentist offices um, yep. detailing all about the Russians digging this hole, you know, breaking all these records while they were doing it. And then somehow Trinity Broadcasting Network took that article, twisted it, told people they were digging in hell. And then you've got the Finnish magazine that published the article. <laughs> then you got this fucking Norwegian guy who's making up shit about it. And then you have the perfect platter for the story of the well to hell. Yeah. Don't, uh, don't actually knock that because as podcast creators or writers, whatever you want to call us, presenters, let's say, kind of do that stuff with, you know, see an article that's interesting and kind of, you know, give a little take on it, that sort of thing, you know, go a direction with it. So they just really just did the same thing. They just, you know, they thought... You know, they get some clicks, some some uh, some back in the day clicks, which is basically just people, you know, coming to church and handing them money, I guess, in their case. But <laughs> I mean, fear is a very powerful tool. Oh, definitely. Yeah. Especially when people get older and they start to see, you know, the end coming near, maybe they 
they they start latching on to things. So the end's been near for fucking how many years now? Oh, I meant their end, not ah. the end of the world. <laughs> I'm talking. I mean, it's getting close now. It kind of feels everyone kind of feels we're about you know ten seconds from midnight, pretty much right now. But it's about okay. What happens at midnight? You've never Nukes? heard of that? Well, yeah, but I'm just saying. Five minutes to midnight, that shit, when they used to, on the news channels, when they would have a big clock, and they would move it, and everyone would freak out. Well, I think they still have the doomsday clock, right? They do, but no one gives a fuck. <laughs> it, uh, yeah, I don't, I don't know. I mean, I guess we're probably the closest threat of nuclear war that there's been in quite a few years, I guess, but I still don't, I don't think it's going to get that far. No, it's just the general end of the world that that think that everyone's worried about that. Just, uh, you know, really, though, the problem I think we mentioned in a podcast episode a few weeks ago, we just now like we gather up so much. So back in the day, really, all you knew is kind of like what was happening like around you. Maybe if you had like, you know, you lived in a decent enough city to where you would have like a wire of news and the newspaper would kind of like. Oh yeah, we published stories that that hit the wire, basically like that. If you lived out in a like a rural area 80, 100 years ago, you didn't hear about shit, you know. That's all you heard was gossip and like the local news. Yeah. kind of deal. Maybe some sta- maybe some state stuff, maybe some national election stuff if it filtered down to you, but it was all coming to you late, you know. I can that s- is until like radio came. I can say this. I've watched some stuff recently about pollution. We're fucked. That's all I'm going to say. Um, we're we're fucked. not fucked. The next generation. We're, we'll be dead by the time, you know, the really bad shit happens. Luckily, we, we yeah. were born in the golden age of not giving a fuck. We'll be dead <laughs> when uh, when the bill comes, basically. Uh, yeah, I know. It's just uh, my favorite line is <laughs> like the pollution thing is all in the hands of corporations who do shady things. So. Yep. If you expect them to do anything, you're mistaken. Yep. All in the hands of, you know, billionaires over the age of 65 who don't give a fuck, you know. <laughs> no, <laughs> absolutely it. not. I'll be dead by the time that hits, so. Okay, we could reduce pollution, but is it profitable? Yeah. I need to buy my third yacht or the uh, 20-year-old chick from Romania is not going to fuck me anymore. Yeah. So. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. But uh, that's off topic there. So I hope, um, you know, what I got from all of this, and maybe I'll let you say your piece too here, is be careful <laughs> what you read sometimes because especially if it's from, you know, a place that's not known for news, you know? Yeah. Like, um, like if- this. If you are still using Facebook, do not believe everything you see on Facebook. And if you see an article that's interesting, read more than just the title. Read there is an entire body of these articles that will actually, you know, the the title might be sensational, but they really want you to read the article where the ads are. So the real article is down below. That's the problem. A lot of people just seem to be reading the the, the title of these articles and not the body. Yeah. There's so many clickbait things and you read them like, oh, this is actually like not even a fucking news story. Or it's a goddamn slideshow and they make you read it like half a sentence at a time over the course of like 50 fucking slides. It's a, I hate it. You hate it. But if that was your website, that's brilliant because you're getting paid for each click on that fucking website. Oh, definitely more ads are popping up. Sometimes the slides that they have pop up are just ads. Like it's, yeah, it's very profitable. And, you know, once you, the funny thing about a lot of those, once you start getting to like the, you know, the pages in like the teens or the twenties, it basically becomes like, they're not even, they have nothing left to say. They're just like, uh, and, uh, you know, one of those slideshow clickbaity ones. Yeah. They kind of just go off into nothing. This, eventually it freezes up because there's no more slide you know what this is why i say you should play cyberpunk 2077 because guess who rules the world in those games phil joe biden <laughs> close all them damn corporations corporations oh, yeah. are the cops and everything it's it's pretty good 
Yeah, there. That sci-fi has been going in that direction for years. You know, uh, according to all of like the you know the eighty sci-fi movies. By now, the corporations were supposed to be basically like treating us like slaves and feeding us to each other. So they'll get there. Soylent green and such. They'll you know. get there. Don't you? Don't you cast <laughs> doubt on Walmart and Jeff Bezos? They'll get there. Don't underestimate BlackRock. They're coming for. You. <laughs> yeah. All right, Phil, uh, any other closing comments from you? No, just, uh, you know, I don't know. Fuck it. We'll have, uh, we'll have to find hell somewhere else. Yeah, you'll have to find hell somewhere else. I mean, honestly, in the future, maybe they will, you know, get some technology to dig down into the mantle. It would be interesting to see kind of like the discoveries they make. Um, really, though, I I don't know if they've actually tried uh possibly maybe they're looking for more lithium that's the only reason why that lithium and that like all the shit that they make cell phones out of if they think that it exists 10 miles down they're gonna look 10 miles down so if there's money down there they're gonna find it oh yeah we're digging that money up definitely (laughs) all right phil where where can people contact us at Oh, they can hit us up on our email we love hearing from everybody subliminaldpodcast at gmail.com uh, we love everything, you know, the love, the hate, the ideas for different episodes, you know, your take on some of the episodes we've had. It's all great. Uh, probably an even easier way to get a hold of us, though, is on Instagram, Subliminal Deception Podcast on IG. Same thing, the love, the hate. You know, we love it when people, you know, share all the stuff that we put out, uh, episode kind of updates and everything. You know, thanks for those. Cody and I also have our own Instagram accounts. Mine has been shut down. Cody, you have one? Yeah, you can follow me at Cody's Above. Uh, send me a message. Tell me about the show or something like that. I appreciate everyone who's taking time to do that. The last thing we ask you guys to do is to log on to iTunes. Leave a show five serve you. Doesn't matter what you say. Just type, I love hell. I don't know. Just make sure it's five stars. If you're a Spotify user, it's even simpler. Just hit five stars, hit submit, and that's all you got to do. Nice and easy. No other complications. Thank you to everyone who's taken time to do that. Well, uh, I hope you guys enjoyed a little levity. Uh, We've had a few heavy episodes about some uh, real hardships, you know, in humanity. So just enjoy a nice little well to hell. We'll see you guys next week. Thanks, guys.